I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to this week's Character Unlock, where once again we've come in with absolutely no plan as to what we're going to talk about. We have no topic, we have no nothing, we're just going to spend a bit of time chatting nonsense because it seemed to go so well last time around. As always, I'm hosting, I'm Andrew Brooker, and joining me is my good buddy John. You alright, mate? Alright, mate. Fucking knackered from all this VR stuff. <laughs> Killed my eyes. Yeah, you went and got one that's a standing thing as well, so you actually doing exercise while you're doing it whereas me my vr i sit on my ass the entire time <laughs> i know what i'm doing yep but yes yeah, so you got you got to play with some vr so we're definitely going to talk about that a little bit later on but uh but right now it's the news of which there is none apart from like none nothing's yeah. happening well, okay there's a couple of things happening so i'll tell you what we'll, we'll touch on really quick uh so by the time this episode comes out on Friday, day after tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know what day day of the week it's is. Wednesday, mate. It's Wednesday now. <laughs> so by the time this episode comes out, uh, the Nintendo Switch will be out and in the hands of regular consumers like you and me, except not you and me. Except not you and me. Uh, the the reviews came out today, so I think like the embargoes up. Although there have been some issues with. Apparently, it's got you know the machine itself has a day one patch, which is just, <laughs> it's it's just the epitome of everything video games nowadays, isn't it? Even the fucking yeah. hardware comes with a day one patch. Uh, apparently, from what I've read, this patch uh, allows connectivity to things like the phone apps, you know, because that's not something that reviewers need to have access to before the thing comes out. <laughs> uh, but aside from th- you know stupid shit like that, apparently it's okay. But it seems to be be being received with a very with a rather large meh. Well, it's just Nintendo in general at the moment. Is that everything comes out with a big meh? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But we've uh, our good mate Jack uh, is getting a. Or by the time this comes out, we'll have his Switch in his hand. Hopefully, will he be clicking every time he turns it on? Absolutely. And if he's not, I'll be texting him, just sending him random clicks. So hopefully the next episode, so in two weeks from now when uh, when he's had a bit of time to play with it, he'll come on and give us a rundown of the machine because I, I don't know about you, mate, but it's, at the moment it's not on my radar at all. No, I'm not buying it. I might buy a TV. Yeah. Out of that. <laughs> Sounds like the better option really, doesn't it? Yeah. So, Same kind of price, 4K versus uh, a Switch. Yeah. Mm. 4K TV all the way. Yeah, Definitely. So hopefully, yeah, in a couple of weeks we'll have, have our mate Jack on who can give us a rundown and tell if it's, if it's any good, what the games are like, you know, real world uh, review for the machine. But 
yeah, until then, the switch is out, mate. Hooray! Woohoo! That's about all the fanfare I can muster for the switch. Yeah, I, I'm, I can't. I, there's nothing exciting about the switch. Even the most recent Mario Party game is going to DS, and that's it. So. Yeah. Maybe when Smash Brothers gets announced, or the next Mario Kart, that's not a remaster of an older Mario Kart. Yeah, well, I mean, we, you know, because obviously because we got little kids, so we we kind of go, well, I kind of go, you know, do do I get one for for her? Do I get one? Because you know, lots of kids games. It's Nintendo. I and I am sorry, Nintendo fans, but that's for me. That's pretty much all Nintendo consoles are good for is kiddies games. Nintendo is for babies, apparently. Yeah, apparently so, but. So why isn't Nikita just playing like Gears of War or something? Well, it's a bit complicated. Start on something nice. That that active reload can be a pain if you've got tiny fingers. I suppose. <laughs> uh, Start on something simple like Gears of War, and then then move on to something a bit more complicated. Well, you you say that I have promised her that we're going to play some Little Big Planet three because I downloaded it because it was free on PlayStation Plus. He's so. trying to torture the poor kid into the most difficult game known to man. Ah, little big plants a piece of piss. <laughs> she doesn't, you know, she doesn't have to finish levels. She just has to bounce about grabbing things and shit. She'll, she'll love it. But that's going to be my, my tomorrow afternoon. I think when she gets home from school. So. Oh. Big Brooker and Baby Brooker. Yeah, I've given her her own controller. She's got a little blue PS4 controller. It's not hers. not a pink one then. No, because I'm not a cunt. <laughs> but, <laughs> but blue is for boy babies no it's not <laughs> blue is actually for my P- well, for what was my PS3 that was, it was my DualShock 4 for the PS3 because I liked the DualShock 4 so much I bought an extra one and paired it with the previous console and then obviously I got rid of the console but kept the controller so <laughs> that can be Nikita's one I don't care I never use it uh, I suppose Ah, the only other bit of news then, really, is Microsoft have announced an EA Access-style Game Pass, which is interesting. So for $9.99 a month, you will have access to download, install, and play a selection of games uh, on your Xbox One. And that's Xbox One and backwards-compatible 360 titles. What do we, uh, what do we think of that then, mate? My main interest is, is this going to be, you pay your £10 a month yeah. and your annual Xbox Live subscription. But beyond that, I do like the fact that it gives you the option to download games to your console to play online or offline. Yeah. So it's, it's not like what the current iteration of if you download certain games, then if you don't have your Xbox online, sometimes you can't play them. Yeah. I'll, I'll agree with that. I think it's good, actually. An EA Access-style subscription model I, I very much like. Uh, it will be, it will run in tandem with Xbox Live Gold. So you'll have to have a Gold subscription plus your... I think the, I think the guys on the preview program, I think they're paying £8 a month for it. seven ninety nine a month. Yeah. Uh, I would hope that a little way down the line you get like a... You could, have the opportunity to purchase a year subscription for it, or even in maybe three or six month bundles, which you can for you know EA Access for Live uh, and for PS Now, yeah. which is which is kind of the thing I want to talk about with this game passing. Because have you tried PS Now? Uh, I've very nearly looked into it and then didn't. It's it's a bit <laughs> poo. 
<laughs> it's a bit poo because it doesn't download anything to your to your PlayStation. It's all cloud based, which works. It's fine, but you know if you get a bit of internet stutter or you know someone in your house decides to download the entire South Park collection at the same time you're playing you know, Tear Away or whatever it is you decide to play. Surely that's you downloading the entire South Park collection at the same time as playing Tearaway. Uh, no, I'm not a South Park fan. Um, I suppose. But Why is there someone in your house downloading South Park? Well, no one is in my house downloading South Park. So, so me and the <laughs> wife are the only people that know how to do it, and the wife didn't do it. <laughs> but what I mean is, yeah, some Muppet kicks the uh, cabinet up the road and my internet stalls out, I've lost my game. You know, and you pay a subscription for this, or, or you can pay per game as well if you want. But I've always been against it because the PlayStation Network is a bag of shit. And, well, yeah, and it's constantly falling over. I'm not paying a subscription for a service that I might not be able to get onto. And it can almost guarantee at some point in my three-month subscription there'll be a point that I can't get onto it because it goes down that regularly. Yeah, it's, it's Thursday morning, the sun's up, and PSN's down. Yep, exactly. So, I was always kind of against PlayStation Now for that reason. Now, what I'm kind of hoping is with Xbox Game Pass allowing you to download these games, I kind of want it to kick Sony up the arse and make them go, okay, we'll let you download them. Because uh, I had this conversation with somebody else the other day. I, I love playing Killzone 2. I play Killzone 2 a couple of times a year. I don't have a PlayStation 3 to play it on anymore, so my only opportunity to play it now is through PS Now. Yeah. I would really like to be able to download it to my PlayStation and play it offline. You know, I'm lucky. I've got relatively decent internet, but not everybody has. Not everybody can can stream, you know, video games through their internet. You know, when I first moved into this house, I could barely stream Netflix for Christ's sake. Well, yeah, you did have that oh god awful fiber uh, copper. It was like. One and a half megs. Yeah, I don't think it was even copper. It was just it was string with a gerbil with a wheel <laughs> on the other end of it. It was just a, a man with a cup, and then you had the other end of the cup, and he was just shouting down the cup, the, the string. Exactly. So, so the, you know, it it would be nice if I if I don't have to worry about my internet crapping out. More importantly, it means that I can take my PlayStation with me on holiday. You know, if I go away for a few days, you know, if we go away you know, the, like the family, I would love nothing more than to be able to load up a couple of games onto the Xbox or the PlayStation just in case we don't we do not do anything in the evening. You know, because, you know, especially when you've got a kid, once, once they've fucked off to bed, your options are generally watch TV and go to bed yourself. So I'd quite happily be able to, I'd quite happily take them with me if I could, but PlayStation yeah. doesn't allow me. And if you, you know, you can't, you know, no hotel or rental place internet is good enough to stream video games down no but I you know that, that, that's beside the point I I quite like the idea of Xbox Game Pass I think it looks interesting I might give it a go I don't really have time to play the games I own let alone the ones I rent <laughs> well it, that's kind of what it's going to fall down to it depends on how recent the, the games get added to the library yeah, because one thing that is quite interesting to me is the discounts that it offers. So it's a twenty percent off of a full game Xbox One purchases, and ten percent on all add-ons. 
Well, that's good. I didn't know that bit, to be fair. So it's an indefinite rental for the, the, for the price of admission. And then you get 20% off if you want to buy the game and keep it. So that way, if your subscription runs out, which for some people it never will, it's, yeah. they, they won't need to buy it. But for, for those of us who may go, oh, well, I'll do it, you know, I'll pay my tenner, take my 20% off, leave it a couple of months, then maybe uh, they're not adding anything, I'll drop it for a couple of months and then... Yeah. If it's a, a really easy, you know, wax on, wax off situation of, oh, I'll, I'll have it this month and then next month I won't and then I'll do it for another month. So, for instance, I don't know, if I'm in the middle of playing uh, a random FIFA session and my mates go, oh, we want to play a game I don't purposefully own, like Halo. And it's like, fine, I'll uh, jump on that, st- stick a tenner on and then download it yeah. there and then. I've got relatively decent internet. It wouldn't take me very long to download Halo. No. Yeah, I mean, in that respect, I think it works well. At the moment, obviously, it's in alpha stage, if you like. They're still testing it and the, the games on it are limited. You know, Mad Max, Lego Batman, Mega Man Legacy Collection. Terraria, Gears of War Ultimate Edition, Fable 3, Tekken Tag 2. <laughs> Giving away Gears of War Ultimate Edition again. <laughs> I know, I, I can't... The amount of times I own the Gears of War games now is just... It's beyond a joke. Yeah. It's just... I've, I've never had a game thrown at me so many times for free. Uh, Payday 2, which is completely broken on console. Is it, I, I never got around to playing it. You can't play it on console. Okay. You, you physically can't. If you download and play it, what yeah. will happen is it will crash. Wow. And they've and then, just never repaired it. They've never repaired it. And beyond that, this is uh, this has actually come from the guys developing it. Their response to when people questioned it was, if it doesn't work on this platform, play it on a different one. <laughs> wow. Yeah. They li- literally just replied with, it doesn't work on this, then just play it on the platform that it works on. Bloody hell. Yeah, so I shan't be bothering with Payday 2 then. Yeah. <laughs> so if I want to play a game, then I'll play it on the platform that it works on. Yeah. That's, that's not a response to, to give someone who wants to, who's just paid you a load of money to play something. No. Fucking hell. Uh, also, Saints Row re-elected. That's, that's, uh, I mean, that's, that's going good. on to it. You know, the more people that play Saints Row, I think, the better. Uh, but, I mean... And it, this will be the, the the thing. It's going to be a lot of games that you can get very, very cheap elsewhere. So you, you kind of have to weigh up. Do you want to pay eight quid a month, maybe play one or two games, or do you just want to pop out and maybe get just buy one of the games you want? I mean, Saints yeah. Row is a great example. The last, not the last sale, I think it was just, it might have been, might have been the autumn sale on Xbox, or summer sale maybe. I picked up, Saints Row 4, re-elected, Get Out of Hell, and both Metro games for less than £10. You know. If you, if, you, if, if at that point you haven't bought and played Saints Row, you're probably not ever going to play Saints Row. Um, I'm just looking at some of the FAQ stuff. Uh, yeah. You don't need to have an Xbox Live Gold membership to access the Game Pass, but if you want to play the multiplayer, you do. Yeah. So it's great if you're only playing the single-player stuff, like Saints Row, for instance. Yeah. Gears of War story, brilliant for that. Um, there's no limit to the number of games that you can download and play while you're you've got your account active on it. Um, hard drive. Yeah. Games Pass catalog will update with new games being added every month. 
Yeah, so this is the thing. So it's, you know, a year down the line, it might actually be a service worth spending some money on. A bit like EA Access is now. Yeah. yeah. EA Access, when it first came out, was okay. You know, the back catalogue was all right. Now, actually, it's a service worth spending some money on. Oh, yeah. Looking through the current list of Vault games, because they don't get pulled out of the Vault, no. It's the, the the list of games in the vault is enough to tide me over for a really long time. There are games in the vault I haven't even got around to starting it. There's actually at least one game that's now in the vault that I still haven't played the 10-hour free trial I got when it was launched. Wow. Mirror's Edge is that one. Yeah, I still haven't played Mirror's Edge. Mirror's Edge Catalyst was... <laughs> uh, I was going to download the six... I downloaded it, the six-hour trial, and never started it. And I always thought I could probably finish this game in the six-hour trial, and then, well, didn't start it. It's now in the vault. Yeah. Talking of uh, stuff to download, did, uh, kind of an aside, did you see the uh, the deals with gold this week? Um, I, I, the only one I know of is the, well, Borderlands 2. Yeah, ba- uh, I didn't really look at the others. <laughs> the battle, the full complete edition of Battlefield 1, was at 40% off, so it's down from... I think it's £109 down to, like, 60 Wow. And I, kind of, I Dude, I was tempted, because I really want to play Battlefield 1, and I really want to spend some time playing Battlefield 1 multiplayer. You know what? The only reason I didn't is I looked at that and went, I've got about six hours until Horizon comes out. I'm not playing any Battlefield 1 this week. <laughs> but by the time I actually get around to playing it, I may have gotten it free on EA Access. Hmm. Destiny the Collection is available with 33% off. Uh, Elite Dangerous, 33% off. Abzu's 20% off. Worms Battlegrounds, 75% off. Yeah, Worms Battlegrounds. I'm pretty sure I own Worms Battleground on disc. I think everyone owns... I think it was actually... When Games with Gold, like... It might have actually been the first Games with Gold game for Xbox One. Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I won it in a competition. And I put it in and never played it. Fours of five is sixty-seven percent off, and the car pass is eighty percent off. So, wow. and VIP seventy-five percent off. So, for like the price of like twenty quid, you can get the full fours of five experience. You know, seeing as fours of six is out and all you, that. When you say the full fours of five experience, see, for me, what that means is play the game for twenty minutes, get fed up, delete it. That's <laughs> a pound a minute. Yep. <laughs> You say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> There's a lot of worse things you can do for a pound a minute. Well, yeah, there's plenty better I can do for a pound a minute as well. Anyways, should we move on? Yeah, I think we're done with the news. Yeah. Well, the Switch has killed everything. Nothing, nothing interesting happens. Well, I suppose... For, release week. For the people who are interested, uh, the fifth thing, um, Andromeda Initiative video has gone up. So that's five out of the six that you need to get the special Pathfinder helmet for those people who are interested in getting that. Cool. Is that a, and that's what through the EA website, a massive uh, website. Uh, literally the Andromeda Initiative website. Okay, fair enough. I, I have no idea. The the videos are quite cool and they're they're nicely done. I think you should definitely give them a watch just for the sake of it. I know you're not a Mass Effect fan, but just you know, for the sake of watch of, of for the sake of twenty minutes, yeah. I'm pretty sure you could just watch the five out of the six that are currently available just to see a little bit of what's going on. Well, maybe, maybe once the sixth one comes out, so I can uh, just watch them all in one yeah. sitting. 
All right. W- when I find out the sixth one comes out, I'll let you know. Yeah. That way I can maybe have some idea of what you're talking about when you talk about Mass Effect. Yeah. Unlikely, but I can try. You can try. <laughs> well, the fifth one was all about the, the new weapons and the mods to the weapons, so that's pretty cool. Cool. So, yeah, so let's, let's talk a little bit about what we've been playing over the last couple of weeks since our last recording, mate. Do you want to, uh, do you want to kick us off? Yep, I'll start with the obvious, and I'll say that I've played a lot more Mass Effect 3. Wow, I did not see that coming. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I know, it's an it's a absolute surprise. What, what made you take such a left-field decision? Uh, the fact that FIFA was a bit shit the last couple of weeks, I decided to play Mass Effect instead. Fair enough. <laughs> How uh, far uh, have you finished your, your Mass Effect 3 playthrough then, or are you still going? I'm still going. Uh, I'm just about the time of... Uh, I've just collected Tali and Legion for Mass Effect 3. Okay. So that's where I am at Rannoch. And I'm just going around doing a load more side quests. And um, I, I had to choose between Liara and Miranda on which one I was going to bang. And I chose Liara. Is that because Miranda's an ugly bitch? Miranda is Yvonne Strahovski, so no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dude, what are you playing at? Yeah, I had a chance to, to sleep with Yvonne Strahovski, and I chose Liara, who's blue instead. Oh, you're one of them. Yeah. It's, I, I didn't really choose Liara based on the fact that she was an alien. Um, it was mostly just because I didn't really know what I was who to pick in overall, and I just ended up selecting... Um, the the wrong thing essentially at the wrong time where it, it made me lock in the relationship with Liara in three. Okay. They uh, I there was an announcement. Was it this week or last week? Someone they announced a, 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 a cast member I think for Mass Effect three and it was somebody I know. Natalie Dormer. Yes. It was Natalie Dormer. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if she did any of the um, mocap or if they've actually got her face or it's just her voice. I'm interested to see how she does then in uh, in Andromeda. Because outside of Game of Thrones, I don't know an awful lot about what she's done a, a, a very shit horror movie last year, which sent me to sleep while I was in the cinema. She was in the BBC drama The Tudors. That's, that's about it. I didn't know that either. I've never watched it. It, I watched it because I have a minor interest in that um, part of British history, but fair enough. That's that pretty much covers it. <laughs> Sorry, that's my I, I my entire knowledge of Natalie Dormer is that she was in the Tudors, Game of Thrones, and now Mass Effect. I didn't enough. even know she did a horror film. Yeah, it was called The Forest, and it wasn't really a horror film. It was poo. It sounds it, it. It was just dog poo, just smeared on the screen. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. Mass Effect Three. <laughs> uh, Mass Effect 3 um, when you're banging yeah, blue chicks I, I locked in the relationship with Liara who I was kind of I guess it made sense on the grounds that I was in the relationship with Liara in Mass Effect 1 in the Lair of the Shadow Broker DLC I uh, maintained the relationship while also sleeping with Miranda uh, so it was kind of a right at, right at the last second to choose Liara because that was the way the conversation tree ended up heading when I selected it. Fair enough. So are you kind of, at this point, are you going to have three finished in time for Andromeda? Oh, without a doubt. I imagine I'll have three finished, possibly even by the end of this week. 
Cool. Well, not by the time that the this episode gets put up, but probably at some point in the in the very near future, maybe Sunday. So, just in time for you to squeeze in one more episode where you talk about Mass Effect Three before Andromeda comes out. Yeah, I also have played a lot of Rainbow Six Siege because I've managed to fall back in love with it since the most recent patch. Uh, the most recent round of characters, um, Mira and Jackal. I've really, I've fallen in love with uh, Mira, the Defender, with yeah. the. Um, she has the one-way mirror glass that's bulletproof that she can put up over indestructible walls. Well, no, not indestructible walls. Destru- destroyable walls with armor panels on them, if you so wish. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty cool. But her main weapon is a vector, so twenty-six rounds of essentially you know, ridiculously fast-firing gun that has almost no recoil. Cool. <laughs> that sounds and very overpowered. Her sidearm is a stubby shotgun. <laughs> Fair enough. But her, yeah, her secondary primary weapon is also a long uh, a long shotgun. It's a, tw- uh, a long, standard 12-gauge shotgun with a sidearm that is a stubby 12-gauge shotgun. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, I won't be able to fucking play that game. <laughs> Although, did you uh, did you get to have a go on the Wildlands beta while it was open? I was really tempted, and then I didn't because a lot of my friends kind of just went away with it and said, "Look, it's essentially just the division, only newer and shinier." Yeah, pretty much. It's the division with trees. Yeah, it's pretty much my experience of it. I might rent it to give it a go, see if it actually got any better, because I haven't played it for. About two months, maybe three months. I played it quite a while ago. So we'll see. But yeah. So Rainbow Six Siege is still still populated? Still people playing it? Yeah, it's still a large, um, a load of people playing it. I mean, occasionally it's a bit difficult to to get a, a, a game out of it where you're just sitting there waiting for players. But you can usually just jump out of the uh, the loading screen. Well, not the loading screen, the, the searching for player screen and then jump back in again you should find one almost immediately cool yeah UB have done alright with that haven't they managed to build themselves a little uh, little counter strike style community there so that's good it's good that it's still going this far in as well I'm impressed that they've managed to keep it going well it's the second year of it I'm guessing so it's uh, and and they're, they're adding characters every three months or so so it's it's not like and there's a new map each time so yeah can't can't complain at it. No, fair enough. No, I uh, I've been playing not much, I suppose. I rented VR Worlds for my for my PSVR, which I I kind of wanted to play, but after I played the demo of it, I was like, oh, I'm not. I don't really want to buy this because it feels like a, just a lot of demos. Uh, it turns out I wasn't wrong, and it, it's a real shame. I, there's have you. Did you have any time on VR Worlds when you, you played the PSVR at Eurogamer? Uh, no, I didn't play any of VR Worlds. It's, I'm, that's basically just the the Playroom VR, I'm guessing. Is it Playroom? No, Playroom VR is something slightly different. Playroom okay. VR is the little robot things that have kind of been the, the half a mascot for the PS4 since the PS4 was released. Oh, VR Worlds, is that just um, the, the Wii Sports for VR? Pretty much. Yeah. So you got a couple of couple of things. You got a uh, like an air hockey type game 
that's air hockey in VR. That's basically in 3D, so it's not just across a table. It's like you and against the AI, and your puck, if you like, bounces around in a 3D space. So and you kind of control where you hit it with by looking at it. So you you're basically sitting there just looking everywhere, controlling it with helmet movement. Okay, that makes more sense because I was thinking uh, move controllers and you standing up and falling over yourself repeatedly. No. Because you think you're leaning on a table and you're not. No. Uh, That's all right there. It's a lot of fun, but it, it wears out its welcome quite quick. It like, gets boring quite quickly. And this I kind of found is the running theme with VR worlds. Uh, there's, so what is it? there's VR luge, which is a street luge as well. So you're basically a dickhead laying on a skateboard going down a mountain path and you control going left and right down this road by looking left and right with your headset. It's right. crap. Sounds it. It's pretty crap. Are there cars coming in the opposite direction? Yes. Excellent. But there's no... It slows you down if you hit a car. There's, oh. no, there's no penalty. You just go through the car. That's lame. I was hoping for like an 18 rated, you get hit by a car, you just no longer... splattered. You're not. You don't look like a human anymore. <laughs> Maybe Suda Fifty One should be making this game. Maybe he should. Uh, there is. So there's the the shark tank or the the deep sea diving thing that that's been quite uh, quite heavily publicised as part of PSVR, which is you just sit in a, a cage and you're lowered into the ocean. And there are a couple of there are a couple of different ones. There's like one where it's just you're on a coral. And looking around, and you just look at the pretty coral, and it looks very nice, and it looks like you're in the water. Slowly drowning. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but the good one, the big one, is uh, a shark one, where you kind of, you're lowered in, and you go through this little cavern, and when you come out of the cavern, you're in this new open thing, and you're looking around, and suddenly, shark. <laughs> just shark. And shark out, no. And it starts attacking the cage you're in. Uh, it's quite good like it looks really good and I'm, I was sitting there watching this thing going fuck me that thing is massive as I was kind of looking around and following it as it went <laughs> round behind me it you know it was really really kind of immersive it wasn't scary at all like this thing they did try to make it scary by have it kind of bashing like face first like you have these big teeth coming at you but it it wasn't as scary as maybe it could have been but it did look amazing so you're not. So you're saying this may not be the new technique for the CIA to use instead of waterboarding. No, it definitely is not. <laughs> uh, but again, you know, it's it's done. I think ten minutes. Yeah. And it was done, which was a real shame. Uh, and then the one that I I really wanted to rent it for because it's the one when I played the the demo disc that comes with VR. This is what I spent all my time on, and it was the London Heist. Okay. Now the London Heist is you start strapped to a chair and you're about to be beaten for information because apparently you stole a diamond and then you stole that diamond from the person you were working for and then it tells the story of you stealing the diamond so you kind of you then go into this guy's house and you have to figure out how to open a panel and open a safe and get this diamond and when you do it you basically you're sat and you kind of look around at this desk and it's a, a quick puzzle to figure out how to open a drawer and get a code for a safe which I'm kind of a imbecile and it took me a little bit too long to figure out what it was I had to do but I was too busy 
kind of like I'd get up off my chair and look around and kind of crawl around on the floor and see if I could see under the desk because I I just wanted to know how how deep the VR went. For what it's worth, you can see under the desk. <laughs> All right. I, I have to admit I was quite impressed. But like I'm kind of looking around at things. You can pick things up and look at them and look at them. Uh, like top and bottom and all the way around and I was like I kind of want to look around here and I almost fell off my chair looking round the desk I was sitting at which was really cool apart from the bit I would have cracked my head open and then you steal this diamond and then people come at you and you have to start shooting and it's the shooting gallery thing that I was talking about in the previous episode but you're not in a gallery you're in a room and people are shooting back at you uh, and it's very good like like I said uh, previously like the one to one movement between your move controller and the the pistol on screen is perfect so you actually feel like you're this guy shooting people and it, it looks and feels really cool uh and then you've got another one where you're a passenger in a van and you've got an uzi and you have to take out these motorbikes and trucks and things that start coming after you and the same rules apply you know everything is one-to-one but what is really cool and i did really enjoy doing this although it did throw me for a second because you're kind of sitting in the passenger seat of the van and you can start, you can twiddle the you can open the glove box you can twiddle the radio and I looked down and I was like I wonder if I can open the door and yes you can kind of you can pull the handle and open the door so I was acting like a right dick I was kind of hanging out the door shooting people that were coming behind me but it was awesome it was really really cool but again I think the whole the whole thing you know a couple of little story bits and and all that lot I think it was done in like 20, 25 minutes. And that was the highlight as well, this London heist. was the highlight of this game, done in 25 minutes. And it was a real shame. It it just felt like a glorified demo. It definitely, definitely should have been free with PSVR. It's a real shame that they're trying to charge me 40 quid for it if I want to buy it. Yeah. Thank God for game rentals. <laughs> Thank God for Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, the only other game I've played, and I say played, it only came out by the, the digital download I had unlocked at midnight, so I, I was playing it from like 10 o'clock this morning, but played it for a couple of hours, and that's uh, Guerrilla Games' Horizon Zero Dawn. So, and I, th- I think at this point, yeah, this thing's been marketed to death. Everybody knows what Horizon Zero Dawn is, but in case you don't, you are, you play a woman called Aloy who is kind of a tribes person of sorts who lives in a time I think they coined like post post apocalyptic so like post post yep so the world has ended we've had the post apocalypse and now we are past that and into a, a time when people just are living again you know they don't have you know, big skyscrapers and shit but you know they live in tribes and they're happy and uh but instead of like monsters, well, monsters roaming the the earth, they do. But they're machines, robots, robots, massive mechanical dinosaur things. Now I can't speak too much on where they come from or what they are or what they're doing there because I haven't dug that far into the story yet. I've been playing for maybe two and a half, three hours, and, and obviously because it's a big RPG thing. There's a lot of tutorial in in that part, so you know you play as this, as I think six year old Aloy running around. You get caught in a 
like a, in a, a, I think they call them the metal ruins or some, or the ruins of the metal world. It's ba- it's our time or just after our time. It's slight future to us, uh, where you can walk around and you get your little Bluetooth headset thing that is basically your HUD for the rest of the game. But instead of kind of just running through and getting on with the game, I was exploring everything I could. So there's, you know, there's voice recordings and audio logs and things to pick up and a lot of stuff that tells you about the world that was before all of this stuff happened. So it's... Guerrilla have definitely put a lot into building the world for you. I just haven't got to see a lot of it yet. But I've, you know, I've killed a few robo-dinosaur things. I've... I've just been introduced to one called the Sawtooth, which is basically a giant saber-toothed tiger robot. Uh, awesome. It, it looks amazing. Uh, but you're basically like a technologically advanced caveman. So, <laughs> so you, you have to hunt these animals, but you've got technology to do it. So like, you have a what's called a trapper. So you fire a couple of arrows, and it sets like a tri- an electronic tripwire. So anything that goes across it is shocked and immobilized for a bit so you can get in and start firing at weak points. I'm kind of hoping, like, next episode I'll be able to say I finished it and this is what the game is about. I doubt it, but I'm going to try. <laughs> but for what try I've, to try. Yeah, but for what I've played so far, like I say, two and a half to three hours, from what I've played so far, it's very good. It looks gorgeous. You know, uh, Aloy, the character you play, she's... Uh, Beautifully animated. She looks really, really cool. The whole... All the greenery and everything looks great. Which I expect. Because, I mean, anyone that's played like Killzone Shadowfall, you don't necessarily have to like the game. I know a lot of people didn't. But like the outside areas in that game where you're climbing around in trees and shit, the entire environment looks beautiful. And that's what this game looks like. It's amazing. And the animals that you're fighting are all, all, uh, all look great. The models are excellent. And they, they look big and scary and they react interestingly as well like so you kill one of them and like if you're anywhere near a herd the herd will run off so they actually act like real animals which i have to admit impressed me quite a bit so uh but yeah i mean i, I haven't played enough really to give a, a proper judgment on but i will say from what i played it's very very good and i'm I mean, i've said it a million times i'm a massive fan of gorilla games so i was always going to give this one a chance but it, it is excellent so far. So, an excellent game for you to just love forever, or at least until you get bored of it. Well, if you can actually get around to playing it again. Yeah, I mean, the th- it does feel kind of derivative. So, obviously, it's taking the best bits from other RPGs. So there's nothing much original about it. But it is all the best bits. So, you know, I'm already being given side quests I don't mind doing. I've got fetch quests I don't mind doing. I'm... I I haven't had a chance to get bored of it yet, but, you know... Have you ridden a giant robo-T-Rex yet? Not yet. I do plan on doing so, though. Maybe tomorrow. (laughs) And then I'll play the game. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that's my... That's my what I've been playing. It was basically dicking around on VR some more. And and a little bit of Horizon. I still haven't put Resident Evil back on for the VR yet. It scared me too much. But I will. Fucking woman. You fucking come around here and put it on, mate. <laughs> See how no. far you get, exactly. I probably won't get as far as I've managed to get actually playing the game without VR. <laughs> but that's, uh, I think that's that's all of my games, mate. Uh, but you, you, got to, you got to spend some time with some more kit this week. Do you want to tell us about that? 
Okay, so for the last about a week, I'd say since uh, well, actually no, it is for exactly a week. I got it on Wednesday last week. I got hold of an HTC Vive, which it's another piece of VR kit, but it's the one that is powered by Steam. So it's a fully, it's a a pretty chunky laptop that's required to use it with an external graphics card uh, plugged into the VR headset. It's got a, a set of headphones for it, two Vive controllers, and two lighthouses essentially uh, in either in two different corners of the room. Yeah, for, basically uh, for room scaling. Yeah, basically so that it can scale the whole room. Uh, it, you need a approximately two and a half meters by one and a half meters worth of space in order to play. My living room is just about two and a half meters by 2.3 meters. So I've got a pro- just enough to, 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 to use it Fair enough. In, in my own living room. <laughs> but uh, so what I've done so far is I've played a couple of the games that are available. Um, my favorite of the ones that I've played so far is uh, Space Pirate Trainer, which is available currently on Steam okay. uh, for £10.99. Wow. Yeah. It's uh, a lot of fun in VR. Basi- what you do, it's a shooting gallery uh, where you have uh, a gun, obviously, and you can have two guns, rather, if you so choose. Or you can, even better, you can have a gun and a shield, or a gun and a magnetic sword, or two shields, if you so choose. Okay. Um, and bear with me on this one, it's not as complicated as it sounds. The, uh, <laughs> with uh, the, the magnetic, the shield and uh, magnetic sword form together to be a uh, sort of, that's your option, is that you've got your either have the shield or you have magnetic sword on one thing and the gun has various different power-ups so it's standard magnum uh, rapid fire um, hard laser grenade launcher charge beam um, I think that's it off the top of my head okay Uh, and using the controller you flick through and choose which one you want so from that and then it's essentially because it's a shooting gallery there's loads of little drones come up in wave after wave and you need to A, kill them all, and B, not get shot twice or three times, depending on which difficulty you've got it on. Okay. So if you take uh, three shots or two shots, then uh, it's uh, game over, and you save your score and you move on. But uh, with with um, shooting at you all over the thing, the little drones are you know, bouncing around all over the place, and it's really quite difficult to, uh, to do. But because the, uh, the VR itself you can hold the controller quite close to you with the shield and you can have if you have the shield really close to you it covers mo- pretty much your entire body and you don't need to worry too much about it and uh, with that you can deflect the rounds back at the uh, thing but the shield itself also has a repulsor so if the uh, if the robots get too close to you you can then just uh, pull the trigger on the shield and it launches them away from you okay the sword, which is the op- other side of the shield, which is uh, if you choose the other option through the weapon wheel for the sword, it does the opposite, and you can actually select one that's far away and then bring them towards you with the tether, and then with that you can then swing them around and smash them on the floor. Fair enough. Which is actually pretty cool. As I only discovered that one today after playing it for the last couple of 
because I started playing or playing with buttons uh, while using it, trying to work out what why these things are what they are. But that's the the one that I probably had the most fun with playing. And considering it's a, a it's essentially it's a small mini game. Yeah. It's uh, it, I've managed to play it for a good couple of hours, considering it's maybe at most about five minutes worth of fun per go. Fair enough. This is kind of an issue I found with a lot of these VR games is it's very in short spurts. And I know a lot of it is so you don't make yourself ill playing hours and hours and hours of VR. But at the same time, I'd like slightly longer experiences for some of my games. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've had um, the head tracking stop when playing with it at one point and I felt so ill because the head tracking just completely failed and stopped and I would turn my head and it wouldn't turn properly. It would tilt, but it wouldn't turn. Oh, wow. So I was standing there and turning around and all it would do was just turn, tilting the, the head, the, what my, my view was, and I just, it made me nauseous. Bloody hell. So, uh, but the next game that I'm going to talk about on it is The, the Lab, which is the Valve lab of uh mini games in, inside with uh featuring the the voice cast of everyone's favorite gaming series portal i was just going to ask is this the one that's set in the half-life universe yeah yeah you're in a, an aperture science lab i think okay uh and you have it's a series of mini games um one of which is uh catapult and with that, you get little orbs that you uh, fire into an, into a giant warehouse to try and smash the place up as much as possible before you get fired from Aperture Science. But <laughs> in great um, Valve ways, the, uh, the little orbs that you're launching around have personalities when you fire them. Hmm. So they're all they're, they're talking to you, begging you to not launch them across the room into an explosion. <laughs> Excellent. But there's also um, another one of the mini games is Robo Repair, where you have to repair one of the Portal Two co-op companions. Okay. It's the uh, the round one, the blue one. I can't remember what his name is. Something. I, I don't know. It's, it's been ages since I played Portal Two. I couldn't tell you their names. Yeah. But you, you have to repair him to start with, and then uh, Gladys turns up. Fair enough. Does she give uh, you a load of shit? Cause I she do, does give you a load of shit. I do like right Gladys' writing. She's always excellent. Right at the start, it's uh, what kind of robot can't handle this uh, basic task, and oh, wait, it's you. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> um, moving on from that, I also played a game called Quiver, or Queer VR. Queer VR? Yeah. Okay. So it's it's supposed to be, say, Quiver, uh, like, you know, standard archery term, but it's Queer VR because okay. they took the E out of Quiver to make it... Wow. Yeah. It's, uh, and with How this one... How they come up with that? Yeah. It's your, your, just your generic archery game on VR. Uh, it's surprising amount of fun. It's... I was difficult. going to say, gene- generic doesn't sound like it would be bad. Not for an art, a VR archery game. That sounds like it should be a lot of fun. <laughs> a, a, yeah, generic VR archery game is a lot of fun. It's remembering to pull out another arrow from your quiver 
yeah. is the problem. But there's a, a, a such a, an amazing amount of customization that's available to you. So there's uh, arrows with electricity powered into them, acid. Um, you can chain lightning together so you can fire one arrow into someone and fire an arrow into someone else and then fire a third arrow with a uh, lightning in it and it'll just chain them together. Oh, wow. But the aim is to uh, prevent waves of enemies from breaking into your castle. Okay. So what you do is you uh, start off at the, at the very basic base entry point, kill a load of enemies, move up to the, the next one, it closes a gate, and then you just kill a load more enemies, and you can move on to another one. Uh, and then, you know, then the big boss will come, and you need to try and stop them all from coming getting in. It's uh, really, really fucking difficult to do. Just like but, VR archery horde mode. Yeah. Cool. It's really difficult. The enemies can sometimes be flying. Some They carry bombs. It's And like I said, there's a large amount of customization. But it's the difficult, most difficult thing is trying to remember to pull an arrow out of your quiver. Because <laughs> you put your hand back and you bring it forward and there's no arrow in your arm because you forgot to pull the trigger to then yeah. grab hold of it while it was behind you and then to bring it to pull it back and fire. Excellent. Yeah, I, I remember a, a similar mechanic. Obviously, it's it's very different, but with the the original move when it first came out on the PS3, and I think it was the Sports Friends, I think it was called, <laughs> which is basically we moved Wii Sports, but it had an archery thing. But if you had obviously you had two move controllers, or one move controller and one whatever the other one was called, I forgot what it was. But you would use your move controller, but you'd have to put your hand behind your back and then pull out an arrow from your quiver. Uh, and like the London Heist thing on PSVR is very similar. When you're shooting, you have to pick up uh, a magazine and reload your pistol or machine gun or whatever when you run out. And if you don't, literally you can't fire anything. It just clicks at you until you go, oh yeah, I need to reload. <laughs> and you do everything in that game like you pick up by holding the trigger and then you put it in by letting go. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, move next job simulator. If you uh, if you ever played the the job simulator games or you know anything about them, they are pretty fucking hilarious. So it's uh, I I played two of the four that were available to me at the time. Uh, I played the chef simulation and the mechanic one. Okay. Uh, the chef one is you're working in a kitchen, obviously, and you need to cook meals for people as according to the orders. Yeah. But because it's your, it's a full simulation, so it's robots telling you things and saying, "Look, this is what you need to do. These are, uh, this is how the world was back in the day." Uh, and uh, one of them came in saying, "So, need a pizza. Make a pizza. It's a slice of bread." some tomato juice and cheese in a microwave makes pizza so okay. you, you put you put that order out and then a couple of minutes later it comes back saying that uh, that, that was great however little Timmy is allergic to um, bread dairy and heat so no it's no he's allergic to tomatoes and cheese and heat so the the solution was to put applesauce on a slice of bread and that was his pizza yeah fuck in hell <laughs> so moving on to the mechanic side of it which I played which was fucking brilliant 
was uh, cars would come in and they would say that one of them came in with a coupon saying uh, he had a, a free uh, a sleazy special, uh, but he didn't know what it was. And the, the base, you essentially had the ability to do whatever you wanted. You pulled his headlights out, poured some headlight fluid to change the colors of it. Okay. Took all of the pistons out of his uh, this car engine and replaced his oil with, uh, I think I used hot sauce that was available to me. Okay. <laughs> Fair <laughs> Charged, enough. Uh, just so that he would come back later. Uh, there was another one which was, there was a bandit that came in saying that uh, he was an upstanding citizen who hadn't just come and robbed a bank or something stupid like that. <laughs> and uh, he just needed his car respraying. <laughs> Fair enough. Yep. <laughs> I haven't had a chance at Job Simulator yet. I saw a demo for it on my VR demo disc. I've not played it yet. And you I absolutely saw, need to play Job Simulator. I saw a, I'm pretty sure I saw Surgeon Simulator VR on the PlayStation Store as well, which I was kind of tempted at, but having played Surgeon Simulator normally, I think that might make me a little bit queasy playing that. I've, I played it. It's so fucking awful. <laughs> it's, it's possibly one of the worst VR games I've ever played. Didn't make me feel queasy. Didn't make me feel nauseous. It's just so unresponsive. When you're trying to do things, considering how easy every other game is in VR, you're trying. I was trying to do the heart transplant, and it's just trying to get your arms and your essentially your you inside to pull the parts out to then replace. It's next to impossible to sort out. Oh, fair enough. I I won't bother then. Yep. (laughs) So. One of the other things I played with was Google Earth VR. Okay. I didn't even realize that was a thing. Google Earth VR is phenomenal. It's pretty much just Google Street View, but because it's in VR, it's like you're walking around. So, uh, so, so it's like going outside. Yes. You, you can go around and you can see all of these lovely areas that you've never been to to see if you want to go there on holiday almost or you can work your way it it's like using google maps to find your way around somewhere all i have to do on google maps is look at my front door but you can use use google maps or google earth vr to then look at your front door in vr you mean i can i can spend thousands of pounds on computer and vr equipment to walk around my street yeah i used it to walk around paris earlier (laughs) <laughs> nice so I was walking along um, the river Seine and that pretty much was it <laughs> did it look good? it looks when you go up to, into close detail it doesn't look particularly great but that's just the generic this is Google Street View it's a load of pictures yeah so at distance it's alright if you put yourself out so that you're essentially a giant walking along the land then it's a lot more fun. But when you go in close and walking around, it doesn't look as nice. And But that's something that can kind of be fixed over time, I'm guessing. But to look over, I don't know, for instance, Manhattan Island, and, and just walking along like a giant through Manhattan would be kind of cool, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I look forward to that uh, 
improving a lot when the, the Google car goes around next time, you know, recording everything in 8K. Yeah. So, uh, two other things I tried. Okay. Uh, Tilt, Tilt Brush, which is a, another Google app, which is a 3D space uh, painting. Uh, uh, it's exactly how it sounds. It's, okay. you just, you're, you're in an environment of you can select and you've got a brush in one hand and a palette in another. But if you turn the palette around, you've got different stroke techniques, uh, different uh, ways of different paints. So you can change so it uses uh, fire or stars, snowflakes, lights, rainbow effect, and just paint around and draw pictures in 3D. Okay. So it's exactly how it sounds. It's a fair amount of fun. I, cool. I quite enjoyed, I'm not an artistic person, but I quite enjoyed drawing in the sky. <laughs> See, that, that's just, I do it and just do nothing but giant dicks. Just drawing dicks in space. Yep. Dick, dicks all, in space, that's, 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 all, I'll that's do. all you need. Just a selection of bus stop willies, because that's all I can draw. So, and the last game I played was Trials on Tatooine. Okay. It's exactly what you think it is. It's just the Star Wars <laughs> VR game where you are on Tatooine starting off your Jedi training. Uh, it's a demo experience where the first thing you do is repair the Millennium Falcon. Okay. And then you pick up your uh, lightsaber and defend from attack from a couple of stormtroopers shooting at you using your lightsaber to defend yourself. It's exactly what you think it is. It lasts all of about 10 minutes, and but for that 10 minutes, you are swinging a lightsaber in VR. So, Is it, is it good? It's good. It's yeah. fun. It's, if you're a Star Wars fan and, you have a, a, and you've spent that amount of money, it's worth playing it for that 10 minutes. Cool. Uh, one honorable mention, Disney VR, which is <laughs> a VR experience of the Disney world's nice so uh but not just that but there's also like a vr videos of i think i tried the star wars one that i def i can definitely remember and recall and it's just basically spending time on jakku with bb8 rolling around around you <laughs> while you're on jakku what more could you want awesome i did see stuff like that i quite like that stuff that just you don't have to do or play anything just kind of sit and enjoy the environment you're sat in yeah, you know the games and that are great. Like with the PSVR, the games are excellent, and you have a lot of fun. But stuff like like the underwater thing, or even like in menus, you just kind of sit there looking around at stuff. It, it, when you can look around and be like completely immersed in the little section you're in, it's it's amazing. And it's oh, the, yeah. it's the bit that blows me away about modern VR that I didn't expect. Like when I played uh, Eve Valkyrie, and you sit in your your little space fighter, and you can look around. You know, you, just, you can look behind you, and there's your the rest of your ship is behind you. You look down, and there's your body and your hands. You're like, whoa! <laughs> I love stuff like that. I think it's great. Yeah, it's the default background for the HTC Vive that I'm using. It's the Batcave. Nice. So you, before you even load any of the games up, you, you've got the, no desktop no Steam library in front of you. You're just there standing. You've got the headset on. You've got your controllers in your hands and you're in the Batcave. 
So you just so you just look around as a bat suit, Batmobile, other bat suit, bat computer. Yeah, I do. I am really desperate to play the Batman VR thing that's on PSVR. But I looked at, it, I was like, I, I, I'm not sure I want to pay 15 quid for it. Can you rent it? <laughs> I, th- I think I can. I, but it means sending something back, and I actually quite like the games I've borrowed. <laughs> It's all right. I'm currently sitting on Overwatch, which I've had for about three weeks, and I still haven't stuck into my distro yet. Wow. Yeah. I might. I probably should at some point. I'm just so distracted by Mass Effect. It's just. It's the wrong time of the year. Yeah. For me at the moment. But I need to get it played before. I need to finish Mass Effect three, and then get this played before Andromeda comes out, so I can send that back, and probably take a holiday while Andromeda's out with me. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. Is that any other VR things, or are you, uh, you uh, VR'd out? No, there's another mini game game, which is a uh, what was it? It's the I think it's Nvidia VR Carnival, something along those lines. Okay. It's exactly what it sounds. It's a carnival games, so it's throwing uh, baseballs at plates, shooting plates in a shooting gallery. Punching whack-a-mole as well. Um, the the same whack-a-mole thing where it's the 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 things are swinging up at you on springs. You have to punch them back to the back at the back at the end. Excellent. Um, balloon night where you're swinging swords around, popping balloons full of confetti. <laughs> uh, proper mini game collection. Oh yeah, uh, you know the um, the basketball games that you get at oh, film yeah. fairs. So it's just a load of basketballs. You have to throw them in the hoop. Yeah. To, to win tickets and things like that. Yeah, there's, it's one of those is on there. Awesome. It's so difficult. <laughs> it's the most difficult one that there is because the, the, the throwing mechanics on, it's it's so difficult because it's near impossible to get the mechanic of, I'm at the top of my throw, I need to let go of the trigger while at this point, otherwise the ball's just going to get launched or just go nowhere. Wow, okay. I, I must. You must have had this issue with uh, any of the, your PSVR stuff with your move controllers. I'm assuming that there's some stuff where it's like, oh, here's the. I have to remember to let go of the trigger while mid throw, otherwise it's not going to throw it, or it's going to throw it in the wrong direction. Uh, only only stuff really where only if I'm dicking around. I haven't got any. I don't think I've played anything that requires you to throw stuff. But like when I'm playing things like like tumble, for example, when you pick up blocks. Like the first thing I did was see what happened if I flung the move controller and let go of the trigger, see if I could literally throw this thing across the, the yeah. arena. Uh, but obviously, if you then forget to let go of the trigger, you're just pretending you're, not, right. you're just holding you're just a block swinging forward. a block, yeah. <laughs> swinging your block around like yeah. a madman. Uh, I don't think I've come across anything that I have to like remember to to let go of the trigger or to or to hold the trigger to do things. It's. I've, I found everything that I've certainly everything that I've played anyway with the move controllers. It's very quickly become second nature to. I want to pick something up, trigger. Oh, you know, yeah. I, want to, I want to let something go, let go of the trigger. Yeah. A couple of times, uh, like with the London Heist, when I because what happens is when you start say a shooting gallery, is you you stay you're you know, you're stationary and in front of you is a table with a gun and you have to pick the gun up. But what I find on occasion is because you have to hold the trigger to pick the gun up. 
but obviously that trigger is then your trigger. Yeah. And I forget that I don't have to hold on to the trigger to keep holding the gun. You and then you end up not being able to fire the gun because you're holding the trigger down already. Yeah. Or, or the or, gun's currently or, firing. Yeah, so or if I pick up a machine gun, I just I load it and it's just spraying away just because I'm a dick. Basically the exact reason why I would never be able to be a proper criminal. Because you'd pick the machine gun up and just start firing just start, into just, the air. Yeah, just start randomly putting holes into walls and probably my own feet. I'm trying to think. There was another minigame on it. Oh, you, you know the typical the clowns? You have to spray water into their mouths to blow up balloons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those, except the water pistols shoot paint. Nice. But, yeah, that's just, that doesn't really make much of a difference to the actual game itself. But <laughs> But for the sake of 15 minutes... You know, going through that and then passing the vibe on to someone else to do it to see if they can beat your scores. It's pretty cool. Nice. So what's, Own, the, uh, what's the technology like? Like the, the headset, is it comfortable? The headset's comfortable. It requires a bit... It's a bit fiddly to, to get it onto your head and then you have to use the Velcro straps to make it tighter around your head. Uh, you don't really notice that you're tethered. That's the thing. Yeah. So okay. you could be wandering around your little space, and if you've made your space a bit too big, because I think it it tries to have a maximum of five meters. Yeah. Because I think that's as far as the tether goes, but because the tether's to the back, so you need to make sure that the vibe is, despite the fact that everything's in front of you, because the tether's to your back. Yeah it makes it a bit more difficult when you're walking around because yeah. it, the cable is always going to be trailing past you in one direction or the other. Yeah. So there's always the possibility of you falling over yourself. Yeah. But once, I, I, once, once you get used to it, it's second nature to remember to step up a bit when you walk to one side. Yeah. I kind of get that with the PSVR as well, even though you don't move around much with it because the cable goes into like, not directly into the back, but kind of like the, back left so just kind of behind my left ear yeah but the playstation as i look at it on my tv unit is to the right so the cable actually trails from right to left and then goes behind me so if you do any like messing around with looking around and and shit i find myself being pulled out going oh shit i need to remember that cable's there i don't i want to not yank it and maybe yank the hdmi splitter out of my cabinet it's a weird one because you need to think half on the fact that you should be facing the opposite way to your TV. Yeah. Because if everything comes out behind you, so for instance, it's the back left of the VR to the right side of your TV. Yeah. Well, if you were facing the opposite way, that's that cable wouldn't bother you at all. No. But, and I suppose there's the advantage you're wearing the VR headset, you don't need to look at the TV. No. So yeah, you could just put a seat, a chair down or turn your sofa around or something. Yeah. Buy yourself a a lounger, like his <laughs> friends. I've got a little, uh, I've got quite a comfy desk chair that I have cannibalized specifically for VR. <laughs> I literally, I've just taken the back off of it, so it's like a little spiddy stool thing. Cool. And it sits perfectly in the middle of my room, and it's it's excellent for spitting around and looking around at shit. It's really, really good. And it also means that if you decide you want to get up a little bit and kind of look over at something, when you sit back down, you're not going to sit on the arm of the chair because it just spanned like 12 degrees to the left and now you've got chair arm up your ass. 
<laughs> yeah, that's not what you want in life. So actually, it works perfectly considering it's literally just a it's a relatively decent desk chair that just doesn't have a back or arms on it anymore. Actually, it's perfect for PlayStation VR. There's a definite while I'm moving around while wearing it, you kind of forget that you're in a room and there's stuff to walk into. So how many times do you knock your shin on your coffee table? Uh, zero, because the when you do the initial room setup, it gives you invisible barriers. Okay. So as you're walking around, the barriers very quickly show up when you get near them. Oh, nice. So it's like you're within four inches of this barrier. Please stop walking in this direction. That's pretty clever. Uh, it also tries to make the room that you're in. So if you're playing a game where it requires a little bit of moving around, so in Job Simulator, you, uh, you're you in a mechanics workshop, it kind of makes the room or the kitchen for the, the chef section to be roughly the area that you're in so that you don't need to walk much further than... In, well, you don't need to walk past what it is that you've got space-wise for. So... Okay. If I need to go from the fridge to the microwave, it's about two steps, which that's okay. about the that's the room that I was in. It was about four steps. So yeah, swings and roundabouts, it kind of works out quite nicely. So you well, won't end good. up kicking things. Yeah, it's good because there's always that, that fear. And I have to admit, this is why I quite like the PlayStation one because every, almost everything is a seated experience. But you do get immersed and you get immersed to the point where you would forget that there might be a coffee table or the corner of a coffee table that's about to go into your shin, you know. Or a dog wandering around underneath your feet. You know, the dumbass fucking staffer who wants to trip you up or, you know, or, you know, walk into the computer or the TV. And just, you know? just step on a several thousand pounds worth of laptop. Exactly. Yeah, you know, so there's always the worry. And it's good that it builds that barrier for you and, and warns you when you get to that point. I mean, I, I assumed it had something like that, and that the people that, well, it's HTC that make the Vive, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I assumed that HTC and, and Oculus and all these people realised that this would need to happen and would build it into the system, but I, I had no idea how it worked. Well, it's not just the, the Vive has a camera in the front. Yeah. And if you lift one of the controllers up and you press the right button, I can't remember which one it is, it brings up a little screen of what the camera can see. That's pretty cool. So you hold the controller up and in front of your eyes you've got a small screen next to where your hand is in, in real life of what's directly in front of you. So you can wander around perfectly if you so choose and you can see what, exactly what's going on around you because you've got the camera feed. Yes, there's that minor delay, but... Yeah, that's cool. But if you wanted to walk around, for instance, if you'd, when you're doing the initial room setup, I was wearing the headset, walking around, and I was just thinking, how am I going to do this? Pulled the pulled my hand up, and I had, I could see perfectly because I was wearing the I the camera was showing me what I was looking at. I just made sure to make take extra care when wandering around. Yeah. So I knew where I was going. Excellent. Yeah, next, so. next on the list then is maybe fitting a a vibe into my house somehow. Yeah, your wife really will divorce you. Oh, she will. After jamming, after jamming the headset up my ass, corner first. Yep, and she'd still make you somehow pay for all of it. Yep. Oh, well. Maybe one day. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> wow, are we all done then? Is that 
I, I can't think of anything else that needs to be mentioned. Cool. So it's just a just a quick recommendation then before we go. Have you uh, have you got something to recommend our listeners for you know to keep them busy for a couple of weeks while they wait with bated breath for our next episode? So while they're waiting for either a the next episode or b Mass Effect Andromeda to come out. Uh, you can give Borderlands 2 a go because that's just gone backwards compatible and with games with gold. So it's the Xbox 360 version, not the handsome collection version, which is available also on Xbox One. So you can play the original, which I think means that it's possible if you can still clear the old Xbox 360 cache out, uh, you can do the infinite leveling glitch, which is a... there's a, a character who spawns and gives out a stupid amount of XP because he's a boss. And then you can then you're not supposed to kill him. So it fails the mission. You can then restart the mission, go back to it, kill him again, fail the mission, get the XP, go back, restart the mission. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I might have to give that a go. I saw it was going on Games for Gold and kind of fancied it. I haven't played it. I think I played it for about an hour and a half on the Vita and that was it. If I still had all my game saves, I'd fucking love to play about Borderlands 2, but they were supposed to transfer into the Handsome Collection's Borderlands 2, but they haven't, so I'm assuming I didn't cloud save properly or something stupid like that. And Who knows, actually? I might just need to load up Borderlands 2 and then click a button on it or something stupid to say, do you want to transfer this game save? <laughs> wow. Because that's yeah. what it was like with Castle Crashers. It was, uh, you had to load up the game save on the 360 to go I want to transfer this and then it will transfer it to the cloud for you to then use the Castle Crashers remaster on Xbox One but you couldn't do it on Xbox One's backwards compatible because for some reason the cloud save wasn't right I don't know why but I don't have a 360 so it's I can't do that no oh well so yeah Borderlands 2 Borderlands 2 free right now cool Uh, my recommendation this week will be probably Madden 17, which has just gone on to EA Access, uh, which I have downloaded and not played yet. As much as, <laughs> I, as much as I threatened to play it over the weekend, I just never got around to it. But yeah, well, when you want to play it, ping me a text message. I will. I think I've probably got it downloaded as well, and I will give you a match. Cool. Yeah, I'm definitely up for that. <laughs> I haven't played you at Madden since probably 15. No. It's been a while, so yeah, it's it's a. Uh, I can't. I don't even think. Yeah, I I have played my ten-hour trial. Yeah, because I played it after the playoffs. I was playing my ten-hour trial because I hated the results, so I played it to get the results I wanted. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, Madden Seventeen on. Obviously, if you've got EA access, if you haven't, you have to pay for it. But uh, Madden Seventeen it went on on Friday, so it's there in the vault now for any and all to download and play. Woo. Yeah, and that's us. Uh, that's us done, I think, mate. So we're back in a couple of weeks, hopefully, with our mate Jack on to to chat, to talk, talk all things Switch. Yeah. And I will try to remember to pay attention when he talks about stuff about the Switch, <laughs> and not completely ignore everything that comes out. No, no it'll, it'll be fine. It'll be great. I mean, you know, we've uh, we've been threatening to have him on for ages, so it'd be good to finally get him onto the podcast and. Will be good, like I say, to have somebody to talk about the Switch who owns one, because I probably never will. But until uh, 
until then, mate, until our next episode, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter as the John underscore CU and on Xbox Live as Long Dong Silver. Cool. And you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Brook411 and regularly writing and podcasting with failed critics. And if you don't want to find either of us in any of those places, you can find Character Unlock both on Twitter and at Facebook at Character Unlock. And Instagram. And Instagram at Character Unlock, which I always forget about. <laughs> That's because you've got nothing to do with it. It's all me. I don't do it. I don't do Instagram. I, Instagram is just it's this website filled with people that can't take straight photos. Yeah, that if you look at our feed, most of the pictures seem to be at some stupid angle because that's that's just the way that Instagram makes it happen. Pretty sure the last one was like at almost ninety degrees, the wrong in the wrong direction. Yes, I'm pretty sure it was. Which just drives me up the wall. <laughs> you know, if I've got to tilt my head to to look at a photo, I want nothing to do with it. But yes, you can find us at uh, Character Unlock on Instagram as well. I don't know, do we have like a Tumblr page that I don't know about? A Kobo page. Uh, that that we do. We also have a MySpace. We have a MySpace. Is it just like you singing? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> we should probably sort ourselves out of Twitch at some point. Yeah, at some point we need to do a Twitch account. At some point we need to. Can can you stream. connect multiple Twitch accounts uh, to the Twitch to the, to the same? Multiple gamer tags, the same Twitch. Oh god, it's not even going to be Twitch anymore. It's going to be Beam on Xbox, isn't it? Yep. Fucking. I I need to sort that out at some point. That's that's a problem for future John. Yeah. You you get on that future John, and we'll see you later on. <laughs> right. Let's <laughs> let's bugger off because now we've we've said our goodbye several times, and now we're just nattering. So uh, yeah. Say good night, John. Good night, John. <laughs>